0: I am Sarah-Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. So I've already made an adjustment to my routine that we talked about on Monday. So on Monday, we talked about how my journaling practice, what it is right now, kind of what I've laid out for myself. And on Friday before, we talked about how I like switch up routines and rhythms according to what serves me. And man, we are living it in real time because if you listen to Monday's episode, I talked about how I wanted to time block in the mornings to just kind of get a sense of where my time's going, what my plan for the day is. And I've done it twice, two days in a row now, because since I started, I haven't really had any really structured days, but I needed to get a lot of things done yesterday and today. So I I was like, okay, now we start the time blocking and it did not work for me because after it was just creating so much stress, like I would write it out and then I would have like a I had two panic attacks like yesterday morning and this morning because I just felt like I was running behind friends. I work for myself. I don't really have meetings first thing in the morning. Like there's nothing to run behind on. And it was almost like I was adding this undercurrent of stress to my day that did not need to exist. And in fact, is kind of the opposite of the intended season for me. I, like one of my core desired feelings right now is free. And so like blocking out my time hour by hour is making me feel the opposite of free. And so that's just good information. And I think A really good real-time example of what we discussed on Friday which is like if it's not serving you it's not doing the job it's intended to do and I think it's easy to do this when you know why you're doing things how you would like to feel it becomes a lot more obvious when things aren't making you feel that way and so um, this is also I think why it's beneficial to add in one new routine at a time I never do that but I always tell you all to do it because it's easier to pinpoint what's not working, you know, like, okay, I added in time blocking and all of a sudden I'm having panic attacks before work because I'm feeling rushed. Maybe time blocking is not working for me. (laughs) And so um, that's that, which kind of brings us to today's topic, which is the difference between rhythms and routines. So we're going to talk about what they are, why they're important, and how to know which to use when. So both rhythms and routines in the way that we're using these words are patterns of behavior that can really help us to stay organized and productive. Now, there's some key differences between the two, and it's kind of like we're establishing together that this is the definition we're choosing to use, okay? Because obviously there's a million different ways to define rhythms and a million different ways, kind of a million different ways to r- define routine. But for this podcast, rhythms are more fluid and flexible than routines. They're often based on natural rhythms of our body. You know, we have our sleep-wake cycle. We have A lot of us have a menstrual cycle. But all r- also rhythms can be influenced by our environment, like the seasons or the time of day. They're cyclical, but they may not be on kind of a rigid schedule, whereas routines, on the other hand, are more structured and rigid. They're typically based on a set of rules or guidelines. We focus on discipline when it comes to those like, okay, I'm going to show up and do it even if I don't feel like doing it. And we follow them the same way most days. So both of these are incredibly beneficial. We've done a case for routines on the episode before like all of the benefits of having routines and predictability in your life um you know routines can be helpful for staying organized and on track but rhythms can be help us to feel grounded and in tune with our natural cycles they can help us to listen to our body be more intuitive and trust ourselves more routines can also be helpful for reducing stress and anxiety where rhythms can be helpful to make us more creative and alive you know I think about rhythms when sometimes creativity bug is here and sometimes it's not and I don't think that's something that we can control and so if you're in the creative field or if you're wanting to create more sometimes you have to follow creativity where it takes you you don't always get to put it in the box you want it to be in and so Operating with rhythms in mind can really help you to be more in tune with your creative cycles. And also, y'all, sometimes we just need to feel alive, right? Like sometimes we just need to be and be more present with nature and feel spontaneous and free and play hooky and have fun. And like listening to our rhythms and allowing ourselves to have a natural cyclical flow can help us to feel more connected to life. So let's talk about kind of like the differences here. So one difference is structure, right? Routines are typically more structured and rigid, while rhythms are more fluid and flexible. They also have different purposes. Routines are often based on a set of rules, of guidelines that we follow intended toward a specific goal or outcome, or creating some sort of container or structure for our life. While rhythms are more likely to be based on our natural body rhythms, rhythms of the environment, the ebbs and flows of being human. They also have similar but different benefits. Routines can be helpful for staying organized and on track, meeting our goals, whereas rhythms can help us to feel right, grounded, in tune with our natural cycles, more creative, more alive. They also have some drawbacks, right? Routines can feel rigid and suffocating and too controlled. And can actually like prevent us from feeling creative and engaged, while rhythms can become too chaotic and unpredictable. And we need some sort of container for that rhythm to flow into. So, in my opinion, the goal is to find the right balance between routines and rhythms. And in order to do that, we need to experiment and find out what works for us. So, there's no right or wrong answer, it's just Practicing and playing and listening and making adjustments. So, here are some tips for creating routines and rhythms that work for you specifically. First, start by paying attention to your natural rhythms. I think we all have times of day when we have more energy, when we're more open and receptive to creativity, when we like to sleep, when we like to wake up. And pay attention to that. When do you feel most alert? When do you feel most productive? When are you typically more inclined? to get ideas. And don't force yourself if possible. I know sometimes society doesn't always work on the schedule that we work on, but try to note the patterns and allow yourself to live in that rhythm more naturally, right? So if you typically write more at night after everybody else has gone to bed and you force yourself to go to sleep when everyone else does, even though that's the easiest possible time for you to do the work that you want to do, maybe just let yourself have that. You know, don't force yourself to be on everyone else's schedule if it's the path of least resistance for you to be on the schedule that works for you. You know, be up a little bit later. So start by paying attention to your natural rhythms and cycles. You could do this for a week or two weeks. Just kind of track and make note of your patterns second once you have a better understanding of your rhythms you can start to develop the routines that support them so for example if you find that you're most productive in the morning you might want to develop a morning routine that includes more high energy things or or the work that you're most inclined to do so if you have more energy in the morning maybe you work out that time if you are more creative in the morning maybe that's when you choose to write whatever works for you is totally fine but just pay attention note the patterns and then build in your routines to support those patterns but be flexible right so even with our routines the goal isn't to do the same thing every day because things are going to happen right They're, things are going to disrupt those plans so you you know we want to be able to adapt so if you miss a day of your routine don't beat yourself up about it don't be like, oh, I must not be able to do this routine. Just pick up where you left off and do it again the next day. And then experiment, right? This whole thing is really an experiment, but play with different routines until you find one that really works for you because there's there's just not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, so don't be afraid to give yourself the time to really listen and experiment. I think Sometimes that listening and assessing, that data collection can be the most valuable piece of the process. You know, even if we don't create routines from it, we get to know ourselves, we get to understand ourselves and our patterns. I personally really like the idea of having a daily rhythm. Like, what does my morning typically look like? My afternoon, my evening, like, kind of has like a general theme. But then I have routines that build in the structure, almost like weight-bearing walls that hold up the house that my rhythm gets to play in. And so, and this is what mine honestly looks like. So my routine, like non-negotiable, I do this every single morning, is I have coffee and I journal. That is rarely the thing that gets put to the wayside. Like that is often the most important part of my day. And if I don't do that, then it feels off, you know, like that is typically the non-negotiable. So that's what I call my routine. But then I have a pre-work rhythm, which means my mornings are typically dedicated to self-care and I pretty much always do the same things, but it's all about preparing myself to work. So I might do yoga. I might read. I might make breakfast. I typically do all of those things, but it's not as like structured. It changes by the season. But the only thing that doesn't ever change is that I journal every morning. That's always the same for me year after year, but everything else, it's a rhythm. That's my self-care time. Then we get back into another little routine for me right before I start work, which is my work startup routine, which is pretty simple, it's nothing complicated. I make tea, I type up my to-do list, I put on a a Pomodoro video, put my headphones in, and it's time to work. That's as simple as it is, and then we get into a little bit of a a rhythm again. So my rhythm for myself before lunch is, typically creative work, computer work, trying to get all the computer-facing tasks done as much as possible. And then I have lunch and then my afternoon is typically meetings or recording or video, things that take, that don't require me to be super focused. They, it's easy for me to focus on a person in front of me. It's a little bit harder to focus on a computer. And so my less more sociable more active time of day is the afternoon and so I typically put that there the other thing that's a rhythm here is that I typically work out before I go home it's not necessarily a routine it's not like I force myself to do it every day and if I don't do it then like something feels off but that's when I prefer it that's when I'm the most prepared and need it the most I also structured this with a little bit of a routine. I have a work wind down routine, which is as simple as planning out the next day and just knowing, okay, what are tomorrow's tasks and making sure that I have a general sense of what my day is gonna be like the next day. And then I move into a rhythm, right? Typically the rhythm is I I work out, I go home. um, I have like some post work relaxation time. Someone's gonna cook dinner around 30, 6, 6.30. We'll sit down as a family to eat. We'll hang out as a family. We'll have some like family catch up time. And then my alarm for my birth control goes off at 8.30. So I pr- pretty much, that's a pretty solid routine for me is that at 8.30, I take my birth control and then I typically start focusing on my wind down rhythm. So I do skincare. I prep coffee for the next day. We make sure the kitchen's nice and clean before we go to sleep. You know, that might be me that might be my husband. It really just depends. And we just, you know, my husband and I do our little catch up and I read before I go to bed. Like I do my nighttime journal routine. The only real rigid routine in my evening routine I just wanna be clear, is taking my birth control. That is like, non-negotiable obviously, have to do it every night, and cleaning the kitchen. Like we always have the kitchen clean before we go to sleep. Now there are things I like to do in that time, like we've mentioned, I, I typically like to light scented candles after the kitchen's been cleaned so that the house can kind of refresh its scent, if that makes sense, I mean, that's a little neurotic, but I like the way it feels. Um, I also do my skincare. care. Um, sometimes I skip skincare, Sometimes I don't. Most of the time I do it, but a lot of times I don't. And, you know, I check in with my husband, but that check-in can happen any time in there. It's not always after 830. I always really do read before bed, um, but I don't have to. That's not, I don't feel like I'm missing out if I don't, you know, it doesn't feel like it throws my day off to not do that. So really what I'm saying is like we're creating these structures with little bitty routines and then we have some like rhythm and flow in there about like this is what feels good to me at this time of day. So the benefits of doing this is it adds some much needed structure and predictability, but it doesn't offer us like it's not as suffocating or shame trappy as having like really structured rigid days can feel. Um, I I really want to encourage us to step away from things that can become shame traps for us. Um, I think a shame trap is like a a cycle of negative thoughts and behaviors that can lead to feelings of shame and low self-esteem. So that can be like behaviors that are overt, right? Like, okay, I lie and then I feel shame and and I lie because I kinda wanna feel shame. Um, That can be a shame trap, but there's also the shame trap that can start with a negative thought that we have about ourselves, right? This thought might be something like, I'm not good enough or I'm a failure. And then we can find ourselves looking for evidence that this is true or even creating evidence that this is true. So when we set goals and expectations that are too rigid or unrealistic, we're truly setting ourselves up to prove those stories right, okay? So hear me when I say this. When we set goals and expectations that are too rigid or unrealistic, we are setting ourselves up to prove the negative stories that we have about ourselves, that we are not enough, that we're not good enough, that we're failures, because if we do this and we can like easily prove ourselves wrong because we've set a goal that we can't even we, we never had a chance to live up to it wasn't fair so it's much more beneficial to set looser more flexible routines and then support those by a general sense of rhythm and that rhythm is coming from our natural cycles cycles of the earth right like my spring rhythm is going to be so different than my summer rhythm. My winter rhythm is like a world away from my summer rhythm because I am not the same. The earth is not the same. And when we listen and we pay attention, we can be more in sync and more aligned with nature, with ourselves, with our own natural cycles than trying to kind of control and manipulate ourselves into being what we think we're supposed to be. That being said, everyone's threshold is totally different and there's no good or bad, right? Like, again, we're listening to ourselves, we're listening to our cycles and we're building from there. So maybe one routine a day is plenty for you more would feel suffocating or maybe like my little like four pillars isn't enough for you. It feels like a little too fluid everyone's path is going to be completely different. And and I think that's where we talk so much here about self-trust and why the Enneagram can be so helpful because what I need as a seven is not necessarily going to be what someone else may need as a type one. You know, maybe adding structure in is, is really supportive for me so that I can be more fluid because I don't necessarily struggle with trusting myself, letting myself take risks, putting myself out there, that all comes very naturally to me. Adding a little bit of structure to that can help me to be more effective in those natural skill sets. Whereas maybe a type one who's like, I don't need more structure. That's in the bag. What I need is more permission to be free and flowing and permissive with myself. So That's where the experimentation, the listening, the paying attention to your rhythms, tracking that data, getting to know yourself really well is got to be the first step. And then we can build a little routine here, a little routine there, and then let that rhythm flow between. But at the core of this, right, what I want to encourage you to do is play with your life. You get to play with it. You get to experiment. There is no wrong way. This is all in service of you having more ease more productivity more of nourishment more of what you want for yourself so play with your life there's no wrong way and please know that you are worth that exploration if the idea of doing the exploration and taking the time to get to know yourself feels cumbersome or like a waste of time or like something you don't even know where to start it's so please let it be a priority let it be important you are important and you can prioritize you in this time and you're worth that time you're worth the exploration you're worth creating a system that serves you in your life and not just kind of copying pasting the systems that work for someone else and then feeling shame when they don't work for you right take the time to get to know yourself to build out a system and routine that works for you special All right, friends, this conversation is kind of a good entry point to the conversation I'm going to have with Michelle B on Friday. So if this is of interest to you, stay tuned um, and listen to that. Make sure to tune in for that one. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you on Friday for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old.